Welcome to Canada's Musical Mosaic. I'm the host of the podcast, Dr. Rhea Beaumont, and for this first episode, we have an interview with a renowned vocalist and multi-instrumentalist. She's Egyptian-Canadian and a member of the Al-Kawa Ensemble, which means the coffee house, and they primarily perform music of the Middle East. She's making guest appearances with many other ensembles in Canada and abroad. I'd like to welcome Mariam Taller. It's great to have you here. Thank you for having me. I've heard you performing around Toronto in world music, and then, of course, with Toffel Music, big multimedia productions with them, uh, such as Tale of Two Cities and Safe Haven. You've performed with an Inuit throat singer, the Winnipeg Symphony, many jazz musicians, and music of multiple genres. Then in 2019, you were nominated for the Joanna Metcalf Award for the Performing Arts. Huge accomplishments. Where did it all begin? Where were you trained? Well, um, I started actually in music doing folk and pop music because my family immigrated to Canada when I was one. And um, at that time in Halifax, which is where we immigrated to, there were no other, there was one other Egyptian family. And when they found out we were here, they sought us out. But for the most part, I was not made to feel like I was a real Canadian because I wasn't born here. So I actually tried to avoid anything to do with my heritage and that included music and I was doing um I loved pop music and I loved Joni Mitchell and I loved Kate Bush and Prince and that's what I was focused on but then um we moved to the Middle East when I was 12 because my dad got a job in Saudi Arabia and um although I never lived there we we went to Egypt and then to Qatar um I was still just, I was in an American school and then I was in a French school and then I was in a British school. And so I was still doing primarily Western music throughout that whole time. And then um, when I came back to Canada and I went to university, I actually studied French um, and not music because I didn't have like a lot of music theory. Um, Although I, I always loved to sing. When I finished, I still wanted to be a singer and I was in a folk pop band. But at that time, my brother who was doing composition for modern dance needed an Arabic singer. And he knew that I could speak Arabic and he knew I loved to sing. So he he convinced me to take a few Arabic singing classes. And if I did that, he would hire me for this piece for Dance Makers, which was a Toronto dance company and still is. And I would get to tour and that brought me on my um, journey to learning about Arabic music and I actually fell in love with it and after studying it for about two years um, my teacher put me in touch with um, some musicians in Aleppo Syria and I got my first Canada Council grant and I went to Syria and I studied uh, Sufi devotional love songs from the Arab world and that they're called Shahat. And that was the tradition that I focused on when I was in Syria. And then um, when I came back, I was working with uh, an Arabic trio called Dula with a friend of mine named Rula Saeed doing that music because she came to Syria with me. And I also was in a large Arabic Greek ensemble called Maza Meze, where we did Arabic and Greek music. And then through these world music circles in Toronto, I started meeting other people and also through my brother's contacts. 
And that's kind of how it got started. It was all through private lessons in Syria and going to Arabic music retreats in the States with a, a renowned violinist named Simon Shaheen, and he also plays Oud. And then I, I would uh, go to Egypt every now and then and study privately with teachers there. And that really got me on this road to Arabic music and also world music, um, working with many different people in Toronto. Well, yeah, you perform with quite a number of groups, most regularly with Al-Khawa and also Trio Arabica, if I'm correct. That's right. Al-Khawa is a quartet, and um, but when we did our work with Tafel music, they only needed three musicians, and so we called the three-quarter version Trio Arabica. And um, But um, we made our first... CD recording shortly before um, the Tafel music performances. We did primarily uh, the music that was in the show. Um, we thought we would stick to that. And then we've made two recordings since then. The second recording, we invited uh, a wonderful teacher of ours and master musician um, of Arabic music, Dr. Alfred Gamil. And he also teaches um, music, higher level education of music in Kuwait. We on that CD, which was called Cairo Moon, we also invited a local young man who came to Canada from Syria. And he's a, an amazing clarinet player and beautiful singer named Majd Sukar. So that was our second recording. We did a collaboration with the two of them. And we did a lot of music that was based in Egyptian repertoire and whether it was traditional or classical or or original, since I'm Egyptian and one of our guests, Alfred Gamil, is Egyptian and we did one of his songs as well. And then our last recording is going to come out in November and that one is called African Roots. And I invited two guests who I have worked with. One is Fethi Najim and he's uh, from Algeria and one is Walid Abdul Hamid who is uh, from Sudan. And the three of us brought our different repertoires um, for this recording. So some original music and some traditional music from those regions. What lovely ways to approach the albums. You have a unique blend of music for certain. You refer to it often as Arabic, which is a very broad category. And you've also worked in Western music, which is also a huge broad category. How do these two genres merge for you? Or which elements from Middle Eastern music do you really try to bring forth? Okay, well, um, one of the things that I do do in Al Qahwa is a lot of the songs that I sing are in Arabic. So that's one thing. And the original music that I do, I have collabor collaborated um, several times with my uncle. His name is Ehab Lutayif, and he is a poet and uh, an activist, and he travels around the world, and he, he writes poetry, and I have set several of his poems to music. So you'll find that on both um, Cairo Moon and on African Roots. There's a few songs from there. The other element that I would say is Arabic is that I play Arabic instruments, and so do the other band members. So Dimitri Petsalakis, who's originally Greek, he actually plays Oud. And um, sometimes he'll bring in other stringed instruments, like on the last CD, he also did bring in a beautiful sound with his Greek lira. Primarily, he plays Oud, which is an Arabic uh, fretless lute. And then Ernie Toller, he plays some Arabic flutes um, called Ney. And 
he also, because all of us live in Toronto and we're very influenced by the cultural diversity in, in, in the music that you can find in Toronto, we all bring different elements. So Ernie has actually studied Indian music for many, many years. And he plays some North Indian flutes as well called Bansuri flutes. And so he, he plays that. And then he also started out in jazz. And so he'll play saxophones and sometimes clarinet and more recently he um, started learning how to play an Armenian wind instrument called the duduk which is very beautiful as well and so we are open to allowing all these different influences come in although we're I would say primarily Arabic based music and primarily Arabic instruments and the fourth member of the group is Nahma Farahman she's originally from Iran she is a master percussionist of the playing the tombak and also the deaf, the Iranian deaf. But she also in this group plays an Arabic dumbek, which is a hourglass shaped kind of a drum. And um, the Arabic music that we play, I tried to make themes when we made each recording. So the traditional Arabic music we played on our second CD was all from Cairo. And then we had some original songs that were um, inspired by Egypt or by Cairo. Um, and then for this last CD, um, as you mentioned, Arabic music is actually extremely diverse. And so there are many different genres within that genre. And so Fethi Najim, he grew up and played a lot of Algerian music. He was in a, a and still is in a really well-known band over there called uh, Jamawi, D-J-M-A-W-I. <laughs> and um, Walid Abdul Hamid, I believe he was a child star in Sudan. He came to Canada as a young man, but he was already doing a lot of music in Sudan before he came here. And so there's a whole other tradition of music in, in Sudan and he has his own group and Fethi has his own group where they, you can hear more of the music of where they come from. And so really it's hard to narrow it down. Even when I try to make these categories for the CDs, we could, the world, you know, there, there are so many options and different things. We could have hours long CDs, <laughs> but um, I try to, um, I try to make it kind of focused so that it's a, a nice, listening experience for whoever is uh, listening to our music. Oh, it's, it's very impressive. Uh, the music is uh, so exciting and a lot of virtuosity. It must be very demanding. The audience was on their feet. Have you been working together for a long time as a group? This particular formation, Al Qahwa, we have been working together for about, I would say, four or five years. But the thing is, I've known everybody in the group for much longer than that. And we would have met and played in different contexts. And so some, like, for instance, Ernie, I've been playing with for the last more than 20 years. Navma, at least the last 10 years, I'm, I can't even remember. I met her five months after she arrived in Canada, I believe. And I just knew I had to... Um, work with this woman because I felt like I died and went to heaven and <laughs> and um, and Dimitri um, I don't know how many years I've known him but I have definitely played with him in different contexts even before Al-Qahwa was formed 
And so that's the thing. Um, when, when I started taking Arabic singing lessons way back when, when I did the project with dance makers, I met a lot of the people who I now still play with. But the, you know, the projects change, the personnel changes, but you, it's, a, it's kind of a small world once you're in it. You mentioned living in our global city of Toronto, and you have traveled extensively and lived in different parts of the world. How would you say being Egyptian-Canadian has influenced your life and career, or not? Being Egyptian in Canada and in the arts, what's your experience? Well, I guess um, it's in some ways I don't think it's actually such a unique position because... Um, so many of the musicians I know are from somewhere else and have a whole cultural history and then they're here in Canada and I feel like a lot of the people I work with were kind of in the same boat. We have our heritage and so for mine it's Egyptian. There are many many things I, I love about my heritage but I couldn't, when I was growing up I didn't have such a strong connection um, to it and I was also just trying to fit in in Canada. So in some ways, it took me my first 20 years before I, I found my way back to exploring my own roots. Um, because up until then, I was trying to figure out how I fit in in this country. And the funny thing is, I lived in Halifax, and I lived in Ottawa. And then it wasn't till I came to Toronto, and I lived in Cairo, Egypt, I lived in Doha, Qatar. Um, I, I went to France after university. But it wasn't till I moved to Toronto that I finally felt like I found home. And I feel like the reason I felt like it was home is because everybody I met was from somewhere else. And it's so diverse. And so many people had a very similar experience as I did. Um, and I also feel like it was the first place I came to where I saw just as many people of color as uh as white people and I felt like I could totally fit in here and like all the different languages and I don't know it just it felt like this is where I need to be this is totally my scene yes we have over 200 dialects and languages spoken mm -hmm. in Toronto yeah. I know people are going to want to hear your CDs where can they buy your albums does your group have a website and social media if so i can post some of the links on the podcast page uh, canadasculturalmosaic.com so um i have a website that has all the information you need and it's alqahwa.ca and it's a l q a h w a .ca, alqahwa.ca so that will give you all the information you need and um the group has three titles now. Um, the first one um, was The Coffee House, and that was released when we did uh, Tales of Two Cities with Tafel Music. Our second CD is called Cairo Moon. And the third one that is going to be released on November 6th is called African Roots. You can, all of them you can get digitally, like there's on iTunes and Spotify and on all the different platforms, um, except African Roots, it won't be out until November 6. Although we will be um, probably releasing a couple of singles um, in September and October. But yeah, so that's the best place. <laughs> and you are a very active performer in person and virtually. 
I believe Global Music Fest is coming up. Is that virtual because of COVID? That is virtual. And um, Sunfest, which is a really wonderful festival based out of London, Ontario, they are a part of a group of both American and Canadian presenters who decided to do a month-long programming of uh music from around the world and so uh sunfest invited two groups to do it on um, september 16 um, at 8 p.m it will be on i think i believe it will be both on youtube and on facebook mariam it's been fantastic having you as the first guest you've been wonderful you've brought insight into your music being egyptian canadian all of your world travels and your very talented ensemble Oh, thank you so much. It was my pleasure. You'll find all the links for Mariam Toller and the Alcoa Ensemble at canadasmusicalmosaic.com and on their own website. This is Rose Rhea Beaumont. Thanks very much for listening. <laughs>